0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. William Carey University Athletics. Every sport you find exciting. Crusader Talk. Crusader Talk. This is Crusader Talk. Crusader Talk. We're covering everything William Carey University Athletics from the field to the court and the diamond on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. Great to be back with you here on this Monday for another action packed
1: edition of Crusader Talk. I'm Caleb Hamill, joined by Josh West and Will Tony here in studio at Super Talk Hattiesburg. Glad you're listening to us on the radio at 97.3 or online, supertalkhattiesburg.com, or wherever you get podcasts. However, you're joining, we're glad to have you on board. Got a baseball theme to the show today in honor of the groundbreaking ceremony that will be taking place later this week. On Thursday for the new baseball and softball field house. Uh, It's going to be a great uh, event to come out there and uh, see where the new facility is going to go, but also they're going to use that time to recognize the 2023 World Series team and to commemorate Coach Hallford's 1300th career win. And to try to add to the festivities that are on the horizon, we've chosen to uh, make this Edition of Crusader Talk, kind of a special edition to aid in that commemoration. And what better way to do that than to bring on the horn some of the former players uh, of Coach Hallford that have seen him through to some of these 1,300 career wins at William Carey. And the first of which that we bring on the show is a longtime supporter of William Carey and great baseball player from the 1978 World Series team played uh, when Coach Hoffer was just an assistant for the Crusaders, uh, Dave Bush. Dave, welcome to the program.
2: Hey, thanks for having me, guys.
1: Uh, Well, Dave, you are no stranger to the Crusader landscape. In fact, you have been uh, inducted into uh, the Hall of Fame, I believe it was the Sports Hall of Fame, a couple years ago. Uh, Tell us a little bit about Before we jump into that kind of honor circle that you're a part of, tell us a little bit about, what it was like seeing Coach Halford as an assistant way back in 1978.
2: Well, first, uh, Bobby was a teammate of mine. Uh, my first year here was in 1975. And Bobby, we had two seniors uh, on that ball club. And uh, Bobby was one of them at a Meridian High School. Uh, and Bobby had a, a stellar career as a player, uh, an outstanding outfielder, uh for William Carey and and uh, the other senior we had was John Lindsay uh, who you probably know his son uh, John Jr. played in the Los Angeles Dodgers organization mm-hmm. for quite a few years and it was a, a big home run uh, hitter so we had uh, Bobby as a teammate and and uh, after his uh, senior year he Became assistant for head coach John Stevenson, who recruited me down here from Miami of Ohio uh, back in January of of 1975. So I've kind of seen Bobby as a as a player, and assistant coach, and then I think he took over the head coaching job in 1984, and um, he's he's built up quite a quite a legacy for himself and uh, I asked him in jest when he was uh, if he if he was going to continue to coach he, he feel as if he wanted to hang it up and he said now I'm I'm having a lot of fun doing what I'm doing and I said well I don't blame you you're uh, you've got a lot of energy a lot of love for the game and he uh, does his job quite well so I'm I'm really proud to have been a teammate with Bobby as as well as um, uh, serving under him as, when he was assistant coach uh, at William Carey and, and in my working years after baseball it, it's good to, to see him win so many games so 1300 is quite a feat.
1: You know I've talked with some of his family members before just about how much longer he's going to be involved in coaching and I found out a, a little while back he finally got his first grandson you know, brought into the world, and I I've started to tally up the years in my head, and I'm like, well, if he really wanted to, he could wait until his grandson is a, a college baseball player and coach him. That I may be stretching it just a little bit, but <laughs> I know he's got the willpower to want to do it. Uh, yeah. So, Dave, for you, getting to see Coach Hallford both in that player role and assistant coach role... What has stood out to you as far as the makeup of who he is in the landscape of baseball, but also just as a person in general?
2: Well, Bobby's a fine Christian gentleman. And, you know, William Carey, as you well know, is a four year Baptist school. And it's a, an excellent, uh, and it's a great academic school as well. Um, and with uh, the DO school now, um, when we put that t- uh, thing together back in 2010, I believe it was. Um, that's that's really given William Carey uh, certainly increased uh, visibility. And and you know when you have a medical school here, and I think guess the the nearest one to William Carey, uh, I think there is one in Alabama someplace. But prior to that, I think was Pikeville, Kentucky. So um and they've doubled their their student class from uh, from 100 to 200 so um you know william carey is is a fine four-year school uh to obtain a an outstanding uh education in a christian environment and um you know i think we all could agree that these days that's um that's something to cherish and it's something to, um, to make sure that we continue to grow and, and uh, be viable to not only this community uh, here, but uh, regionally as well.
3: Dave, this is Josh West, and it's a pleasure to talk to you tonight. And, you know, when you talk about Coach Halford's career and for him to be having this much fun at this part of his career, he's experienced so much, he's seen so much – And it takes a special person. I'm one of those people that gets cranky about change. And when you have a coach that's so special that's been able to be successful throughout the decades, they embrace change. They play the hand they're dealt. It is what it is, and they stay positive. In your conversations, talk about what has made him so special to be able to embrace the change and thrive in it.
2: Well, I think uh, Bobby is, is very savvy. He's very heady. Um, he's he's a very very good baseball man and uh it has changed um the kind of players that um, that he uh is able to recruit um i i kind of like to look at as a as a sponge he he soaks as much talent up as as he can um you know back in the olden days in the seventies uh for instance uh, I think there were Five hundred and some NAIA schools, and now there's just uh, a little over two hundred schools. I'm talking about in the in the whole United States, and uh, the NCAA, you know, Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three. Uh, they provide a, a lot of competition uh, for the NAIA, and and with the fact that um, Major League Baseball uh goes from like we used to have i guess 40 some rounds and now it's 20 with all the reduction of minor league teams throughout each uh, parent club's organization Um, there's not a whole lot of uh players to be drafted that go around so the nai doesn't um doesn't get many players drafted like they used to and then of course in the 70s when when I was fortunate enough to play in uh, AIA teams, played NCAA teams, uh, and vice mm-hmm. versa. We we played Ole Miss and Mississippi State and South Alabama every year, um, and and some other NCAA schools. And quite frankly, um, the competition it, it wasn't that far off. Um, but Bobby has has adjusted where maybe in. In years past, a couple decades past, you can get a kid out of high school and having four years, or you can go to a junior college and having for two years. Now, um, you kind of have to look around more and maybe find out uh, the, a talented player who, who let's say, went to a AA, uh, excuse me, an NCAA school and for one reason or another academically or... Um, Maybe a personality conflict uh, within that particular uh, coaching staff, and, and the young young player didn't work out for some reason or another. Uh, Bobby's quick to to uh, find out who those people are and can check them out and to see if they're the right fit for William Carey. And he's he's done that very well. I, I think a classic example was. This year's World Series team. Um, you all will probably remember Bobby LeDay, who came in here and, and played, I think, maybe <clears throat> a little less than half of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once he was installed at shortstop, um, it, it was just a little bit uh, more, a uh, little more piece of the chemistry, let's say. And it was a, at that time that the team really seemed to. To take off, not just because of Bobby Leday, but uh, maybe because the spark that he brought, and uh, you know, baseball is contagious. Both on it the, is on on the hitting side and the pitching side as well. So, uh, Bobby, you know, he's a heady individual, and and he's been doing it for so long, and he he knows the tricks, of the trade, and and I think that. But uh, you know, Dave, uh, I.
1: Thank you so much for joining us. We are up against a hard break, but we appreciate you so much, and we look forward to celebrating Coach Alford in the days
0: to come. You're tuned in to Crusader Talk on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and SupertalkHattiesburg.com. That
1: was a great conversation with Dave Bush. Hey, we had to cut that short there in the first segment, but, man, <laughs> I feel like some of the best – things you could hear from a guy like that. We we had a conversation of off-air. I mean, some great highlights of that yes. team, of the teams that he played on. Uh, and that's the kind
4: of stuff you'd love to hear uh, fr- from athletes from days gone by. Stuff that you wouldn't believe. Oh, yeah. You know,
1: like, uh,
4: not to spoil anything off-air or anything like that. And we'll but, talk
1: about it here in just a second.
4: But, you know, the 28-game the Winning streak,
1: that, yeah, that, a big state record there. Yeah, and you know, just to, to kind of, I think this will segue. One of the things he mentioned to us was that you know, back in his playing days, you know, baseball players are known for their mischief. You know, for especially college guys back in the seventies, we you know, get out and yeah. have a little fun on their own time. But it, Dave even pointed out to us. He said in the back of his mind, he thought better of it a couple times, just because. I wouldn't want to disappoint Bobby Hallford. That's the kind of guy that you you don't want to disappoint. A guy whose character is infectious.
3: Yeah. Leader of men. Yes. Yes. Leader of men.
1: But man, Dave told us a a fun story. This is the one that Will was alluding to with the 28 game win streak that uh, the team had. And uh, was it, they established 28 games in a row. Yeah. And then come the next season, it was, they start off uh, a doubleheader 0-1 against, I think, Southern University. And he came and pitched that second game of that doubleheader and got the win. And then they went on a 27-game winning streak. And then comes yet another doubleheader. This time, Coach Stevenson said, no, now Dave, you're starting this first game this time. If you could just hear the dejection of Dave's voice as he said, you know, I started that win streak, but I also ended that winning streak as <laughs> <Yeah>. well.
3: <laughs> he lost that on homecoming.
1: That's right. Homecoming. Yeah, homecoming. Yeah.
3: So there's And all the distractions that go with homecoming. Can you imagine as Coach, you know, okay, I've got my guy. He was in the jam. He won us that second game of the doubleheader. This is the guy that can mentally go get us a win in game 1 this on home. Is, if anybody can ball. do it, this is the give me the ball. If guy. anybody can do it on game 1 on homecoming. Yeah. This is the guy. Didn't happen. Still eats him up. Yeah. Decades later. Yeah. Decades later. <laughs>
1: uh he also told us a really cool tip. I did not realize this because where I was going uh well the question I had for him was I wanted to know about the experience he had at the World Series because that would have been coach Halford's first World Series in a Crusader jersey as right. well. Well, it almost wasn't his first time to the World Series and I'm not saying that because William Carey almost didn't make it to the you know those playing games but it was because coach Halford uh, I believe had either his first or one of his first children being born right around that time so he had to stay back for the first few days as Miss Kathy was in labor and uh joined the team late up there in Idaho which is crazy to think of that you know coach Hawford would miss a game for anything but I think uh, out of the circumstances that you could come up with I think that's one of the few that he
3: would actually
1: that one will fly for it'll fly well, and
3: he didn't miss he missed all the fun. He missed all the ceremonies. That's he right. missed all the pomp and circumstance. He made it to the games just in time. Yeah. But he missed all the build up, all the fun the other guys were having, a little bit of the celebration time. So, good trade off. Good trade off. Kid, you're worth it. Um and so I'm <laughs> sure that's part of the stories he's reminding you, you know, hey.
4: Absolutely.
1: And, and it's so fun to to get to talk to Dave because he fit two categories that we wanted to cover in this show. There was uh guys that both played with Coach Halford and then also saw him as a coach. Yeah. And Dave had that unique perspective of both, getting to play with him in Coach Hofford's senior year, and then also getting to see him as an assistant coach for the Crusaders, which really speaks to the fact that Coach Holford, not making any fun of his age, has been around William Carey for a long time. Well, I mean, he came there straight out of high school. Yeah, out of Meridian. Came down to Hattiesburg, started playing for the Crusaders, and it, Immediately turned right back around and I believe was maybe a grad assistant and then an assistant coach mm-hmm. and took over the athletic director's role, became the head baseball coach. I mean, it, it has been a nonstop commitment in life for Coach Alford to William Carey University.
4: You know, I think the – I almost say this jokingly, but he may coach forever simply because he doesn't know what else to do. You know, what, what, what else is
3: he going to do with this time? Well, and also
1: go play with those grandbabies. Well, yeah.
3: well, but you also heard Dave talk about in the last segment, he, he still loves it. Yeah, he, he's one of those people that embraces change. Or if I can say it in 2023, just embraces the chaos. It yeah. is what it is. The roster's gonna turn over. Recruiting's a little more challenging. But then also, William Carey's also at a unique position that they've never been in before with some competitive advantages mm-hmm. that they may not have had before with their facilities, with the city of Hattiesburg mm-hmm. that we talked about last week. You know, just a lot of things that he's actually, rather than bemoaning all the things that are negative, He's ticking all the boxes over here of the positives yeah. of what they have grown. He's he's enjoying the fruits of their success, mm-hmm. and and they're actually this this program heading into this next season is going to have as high of expectations a, as ever, as I'm high sure. as ever. Yes, because of of what they return, what they're bringing in, what they accomplished last year. It's an exciting time. If we were last week was women's basketball. We were hype baseball. Is every bit on that level and higher? It's higher.
1: Oh yeah, easily higher. And if for, I made a joke earlier about you know when is Coach Alford going to retire? And for a while there, the kind of common uh, conception was that it was going to be, you know, well he's going to have to make it to Lewiston one more time, and you know then then maybe he'll look at hanging it up. He's not looking at it. Oh no, he's not <laughs> looking at it. not with what he's got returning next no. year. Not Absolutely with that not. team coming back. I mean, you look at all of these returning players, R.J. Stinson, Preston Rat. I mean, all of these guys, minus about three, maybe 4 he uh, they'll have to go out and find a couple pitchers probably. Yeah, yeah. that pitching was the one thing that was kind of an Achilles heel down the stretch for William Carey. Uh, just long-sustained uh, outings for starters. Yeah. Uh, it became a crutch for a while there with Shira and A.J. Stinson. But at the same time, it's always a mindset of reload and get right back out there for one, Coach Alford.
4: One thing I know you wanted to talk about uh, before we get out of this break. We've got about four minutes left in the segment. But um, talking about the five players that were drafted, that we were talking days. Dave's.
1: When Dave was talking about, yeah, baseball was so different back then, and I know he harped on it a little bit, but truly, truly, it, this is a William Carey generation of baseball teams that competed at a high level with yeah. Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Southern Miss, Delta State. That was before the onset of RPI and the yeah. huge ordeal that it is, because nowadays, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Southern, they can't afford to play Southern or uh, William Carey in baseball because it could completely dismantle their resume mm-hmm. for the postseason. Absolutely. I mean, you look at Ole Miss the year they won the World Series. If they would have played I'm, – I'm not talking about loss. I'm talking about played one of their final midweek games – Just playing that game would have lowered their RPI. Which
4: is why they canceled
1: it. And they canceled it because they (laughs) knew they needed every single decimal point in route to possibly getting an at-large bid. So
4: literally backing into the tournament. Yes. And they go on to win it all. and,
1: And they go on to be the last team standing after being the last team in. So it just goes to show how big that has changed. But also, to what you said, the competitive nature of NAIA baseball back then as well. The fact that you had for William Carey five drafted players mm-hmm. off in, the same team off the same team in an AIA school. Now, granted, he alluded to the fact the MLB draft was a little bit larger back then, but still, to even put that in half terms, two to three players in the draft today is still a feat.
3: Mm-hmm. So, uh, maybe a little fall ball, a little fall ball for charity uh, between these teams.
1: You know what? I would not be opposed to it. I would love to see that, honestly. Uh, I I would enjoy seeing William Carey get to travel up to Starville, get to play uh, at that venue. Uh, It it would be cool to see other teams come to William Carey as well because Milton Wheeler Field is a great facility.
4: Yeah, really good facility. Uh, A
1: diamond in the rough, if you will, down in the piney woods of Hattiesburg. So, I mean, it's either way you draw it up, there are reasons that we should see teams like that compete again it, i would love to it see it doesn't
4: have to be regular season it can be fall ball and I, I think you would sell it out every time
3: yeah and it doesn't even have to be nine innings right it could be really an exhibition to raise money for charity and just have fun with it absolutely
1: and that's the kind of thing that people have been talking about for a while now with the ncaa and football during the spring they would rather play kind of an exhibition game against another team rather than do these little you know primary color versus secondary color games against one another. The inter-squad games, I feel like it would be a lot more entertaining to get to play regional schools in a friendly competition. I I think that would be a great idea. Great ideas around here. People need to start
4: listening
3: to us. Yes. Yes, will. And And they
1: can listen to us on podcast form or live.
3: Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Great segue.
1: (laughs) Oh man, the Crusader talk will continue in a moment. We have another player coming up on the phone lines. Is Tyler James, former Crusader on the 2017 World Series team, joins us next.
0: talking everything William Carey University Athletics. This is Crusader Talk on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. That's
1: right it is Crusader Talk. Glad to have you joining us. I just talked to Dave Bush earlier on the program as we commemorate not just the World Series team from 2023 but also talk about former World Series teams of William Carey and also honor the career that is still ongoing coach bobby hallford commemorating his 1300th career win it really seems like just yesterday we were celebrating 1200 and that was a hard win to get but then just turn around a couple good seasons in a row and you're saying huh let's what's one more c note on the table to reach 1300 one of the guys that helped coach hallford get to 1300 wins played in 45 of them back in 2017. Tyler James joins us, member of that 2017 World Series team. Tyler, how are you tonight?
5: I'm good. I'm I'm glad to be on tonight.
1: Man, thank you so much for hanging on with us. And uh, we like to save the best guests for last. At least that's what we'll tell you. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Tyler, you played in an era of William Carey baseball that had seen a long drought as far as appearances in Lewiston, Idaho. And I know that Coach Hallford was longing to get back there for a long time, but it wasn't easy for the 2017 squad because that was the year. uh, 2017 always rings in the heads of William Carey fans and alumni as the tornado year. And for your team, it really came at the cost of what your season looked like Tell us a little bit about what it was like for you as a player, kind of being a a weary traveler as it pertained to playing baseball in those early days of
5: 2017. Sure. So I remember I was actually at home for the weekend um, that the tornado hit. And actually Coach Ben Smith called me at about 5 in the morning checking on everybody. Um, And he said, hey, man, look, you know, wait to come back to campus. We're going to give it a couple weeks. Um, and then we'll see what the season looks like. And I remember getting out there, and uh, we had no lights. Um, I mean, we were scrambling the practice at Petal, um, Oak Grove, um, all the different schools in town, and it was an experience. I, I, and I, I truly believe that made us um, tougher. Um, I remember the, the first 20-plus games were on the road, so – we came in and um, everybody was excited to to come back and and play in 2017, and we didn't even have a home place, uh, a home field to play at. So I, I think that was um, that gave us a leg up against our competition, having that adversity early on.
1: So Tyler, for uh, all those different venues you played in, Jones County Junior College at the time, uh, Pearl River. Pedal, you mentioned them as a place where you had to go a lot. It, for that team, you, you said it yourself. It really toughened them up, and it helped them for that year that was in store. It was, you know, for you a record-setting year for a number of different categories. You know, for you as a player personally, you know, what was so special about 2017 that allowed you to have so much success?
5: Well. Um I finally got to where I was feeling pretty confident. Um, I know I talked with coach Bobby, um, and coach Ben, coach Reggie Richardson was there and those guys were just like, Hey man, like you got to play your game. We need you on base. We need you stealing bags. Um, we need you being solid in the field. And they really just, they, they let me be me. I was laying down bunts. Um, I mean, there might have been three times all season that coach Hoffer gave me a stop sign um so I I I really just attribute my credit to them for just letting me roll and um letting me take the extra bases
1: yeah you are really killed in that stolen base department Uh, I think it was 46 total there in 2017 Uh, I believe that one's a record I, I could go back to that sheet and just try to find all the different records you set uh You almost had your walks record for a single season broken by Jake Lissette. We talked to him a couple weeks ago. He was one short of tying you. He said he wished he'd had a a couple of those pitches back to cement himself in that history book. But, uh, Tyler, one of the reasons we brought you on is because not only did you play on a World Series team for William Carey, but uh, you also played in the first World Series team for Coach Hallford as he was a head coach uh, for the Crusaders. For you to get to experience that and see him in Lewiston as the head skipper, you know, what was it like playing under him for such a historic year?
5: Oh, that year was a lot of fun. Um, and you know, you know, Coach Alford. He's he's a great guy to be around. He's hilarious for anybody that doesn't know him. Um, so just the energy he brought. Um, I mean, he was out there dancing with us and his hat was sideways a couple of times. Uh, that was the most fun I had playing baseball. Are you, are
1: you sure uh, this is the same coach Hallford that I know? I don't know that I've ever seen coach <laughs> Hallford
5: dance. That <laughs> might be his twin. I didn't say they were good dancers, but, <laughs> uh, but no, it, it, it was, it was like a really fun, it was almost like an out of body experience. Um, especially the games in the regionals that, you know, we, we came back, um, down several runs, that was incredible.
3: Well, for him to believe in you and to tell you, you know, I brought you in because you can play. You've got a chance. You've got a chance to go on to the next level. Uh, And you bought in, you believed, and then your dream became reality when you got drafted by the Royals. Uh, And it was the first player that had been drafted. You you were the first since 2007. And we were just talking earlier in the show about when it was a different time, decades before, when there would be a handful of players drafted from William Carey. So to carry on in that long line of tradition of William Carey University baseball, that had to have been just beyond thrilling.
5: It was. It was. Um, and like you said I I mean from the day I came in Coach Hoffman said, Hey man, we gotta put some weight on you. Um I really I, I think you have a chance at doing this. And uh to come in and to actually have you know, there's scouts at the games, there's scouts at the workouts, um and I was like, Wow, you know, this, this this could really happen. Um so I I just went out there every day and did what I had to do, but I mean it, it was it was a good feeling to be um, – to come from William Carey and go to the next level.
3: Yeah, well, we heard from uh, a former player uh, earlier in the show talking about how even when they were players, they didn't want to disappoint Coach Halford They didn't even want to go out and do anything bad. This was back in the 70s. And then Coach Halford now you played for him again. That – just leader of men, that character uh, being so principled. We, we references a gentleman uh, and, and a Christian man. That leadership, how does that unspoken carry down and trickle down every player?
5: Absolutely. Um, so, Coach Hoffer was a man that uh, led by example, um, and honestly, we just followed his lead. Um, we would go, you know, to church with him. Um, we would have Bible studies. Um, he he really just he set the example. I mean, it, it it's hard to put in words. Um, the best the best I can say is uh, that he was he looked at he looked out for us like we were like we were his own. Um, you know, we could talk to him about anything at any time. His door was always open, um, and that really that gave us the confidence to say, hey man, you know, we want to play for this guy. And it was also gave us the confidence to go tell other people, say, hey, you need to be here.
3: Tyler, you referenced it was the most fun you ever had playing baseball, and you referenced the dancing. You didn't say it was good dancing, but you referenced the (laughs) dancing. What what was another moment that sticks out in your mind of just how special he was, is, and and how great it was to play for him? What was another one of those moments that it just really hit home?
5: Um, It was cool. In the final game of the World Series, Um, it's kind of funny. There's a video of Coach Hoffert running like the other way. Uh, like he was waving the, waving Adrian around third. He was running the other way. Um, but the look on his face when Adrian scored was incredible. Like I had never seen him smile that big. And his arms were in the air. Um, and it, it was just, it was a very cool thing to see. Um, like I said, he was always smiling and joking, but that was the smile I'd never seen before.
1: You know, I think a lot of us think back to, in that 2017 year, the fact that William Carey got to host, even through all that adversity and you know playing field conditions for the Crusaders, they still got to host an opening round in Hattiesburg uh, without lights. So they had to you know find a way to get it done in the daytime. But to uh, see Coach Alford have to, one, go to the opposite dugout of what he was used to. He had to go to the visiting dugout for that final game against Southeastern. What was it like just in that environment, uh, as you saw the Crusaders? I think it was a walk off against Southeastern uh, to send them to, to Lewiston. What was that like just in that environment?
5: Um, it was it was it was pretty neat. Um, so we I mean we normally have a good showing at the games, but this was different. You know, it was everybody from town. Um, there was tons of people there, which was something that was new for us. Um, but it. it the, the first couple games we went in and um, we got the first win and and then we had southeastern and coming back to them in the final game we I mean we had confidence but it was like man this is you know Goliath um, and being in being in the away dugout was different for us because you know we go to the to the locker room during the game and get snacks go to the restroom um, so being in the away dugout uh definitely it was a little different but you know we we still had the the same guys on the field so that didn't weigh for us too much
1: Tyler uh final thing for you we got about a minute left and so I want to give uh this moment of airtime to you uh if coach Hallford is listening to the show tonight you know what do you have to say to him and uh him earning his 1300th career win
5: First I want to say congratulations it was well deserved um I would like to Thank him for always being there for me. Um, I still talk to him to this day, of course. Um, and I'd like to thank him for giving me a chance to to better myself as a person and as a player. Um, and I hope to see him reach win number fourteen hundred.
1: That's awesome. Well, Tyler, I I cannot thank you enough for being a part of our show tonight, commemorating both Coach Halford and we'll continue to you know give a little more credit to that twenty. 23 World Series team as well. But, man, thank you so much, not just for what you've uh, talked about with Coach Hoffer, but also for uh, the lasting legacy that you've left on Crusader baseball as well.
5: Absolutely. I was very happy to be a part of it. Thank you guys for having me on tonight.
1: All right. Thanks, Tyler. All right. Well, we have just a, a few more minutes left in Crusader talk here on this Monday ahead of the Thursday groundbreaking of the new baseball and softball Little, uh, field House Complex, whatever you want to call it, i uh, will have the ceremonial groundbreaking on that Thursday. A lot of former players will be in town. I'll have a again conversation about all of the accolades that the 2023 baseball team earned, as well as Coach Hallford and 1300 career wins. We'll be right back.
0: From the coaches, to the student-athletes, and the fans that cheer them on, you're listening to Crusader Talk on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and SupertalkHattiesburg.com. Man, we've had some great conversations. I, we
1: could... This may be the best I mean, show yet. We can have a revolving door of former players and not get bored one time talking about different stories from their playing days or... Some, honestly, some of my favorite stories are from their between-playing days, yeah. some of their off days, <laughs> or times at the hotel, or anything like that. Man, uh, Tyler James, great interview just on the last segment, then Dave Bush back in our first. Uh, great perspective, I would say, for the life and coaching history of Coach Alford that is still ongoing. It, sometimes it feels like it's a memorial, but he's he's not going anywhere he is firmly planted right here and it's just a, a time that we get to honor him for already the accolades that he's achieved and will continue to achieve
3: well you know you're doing something right when coach hallford is going to go back listen to this perhaps and he's going to give you a hard time about it for that very thing quit memorializing me. i'm not going anywhere i'm still here why are y'all quit quit waxing I'm about still me I was no, thinking about tyler though is he not a throwback to the if 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 I guess the glory days of NAIA baseball in, in, in a sense or one way to put it of the competitive nature of the league there were over 500 teams in the NAIA at that time which is crazy that's a crazy number compared to a little over 200 now and there were a handful of players drafted Tyler was drafted you know Tyler was expected to do that by Coach Hallford when he came in hey kid you got a chance work hard you have mm-hmm. got a shot Yeah, and he did it, mm-hmm. it and that means that if Tyler did it, then that means that guys that are wearing that uniform today can still do it, because if you can play, they will find you.
1: Yeah, there are still opportunities today for William Carey baseball players to be drafted. I think R.J. Stinson has a great chance to be pulled up to the major leagues uh, yeah. when his number's called, mm-hmm. or when, when he decides it's you know over with the college game, right. because he's taking that extra year here next year mm-hmm. uh, to play for William Carey, unless uh, something happens between – you know when we've last talked, and I haven't checked the draft in a little while, uh, just to see what happened there. But yeah, it will be interesting to see what happens with these next few batches of William Carey players. Uh, but you know, it, it's great.
4: You know, going back to that 2017 um, World Series team, I, I I I remember it distinctly. You know, Tyler talked about you know waking up at like five in the morning when tornado come through. I was still a student at Cary at that point. I was oh, yeah. I was in my junior year. Uh, I was living in Wiggins at the time, and uh, my then wife came into the room screaming, "Will get up! Cary just got hit by a tornado!" And I'm like, "What?" And so I, I go in and I look, and I look at Facebook, and that's all you see. And, and you know, a couple of years later, you know, we joked about stuff. Um, but the resiliency from the entire campus, uh, let alone the, the, the sports teams, when baseball
1: did what they did, it was a huge stinking deal, y'all. People were ready to see success back on that campus after the devastation they had seen earlier that year. When
4: you saw that shot of Clinton Gym and you could see all the way through it, Mm -hmm. you know, it, that was heartbreaking.
1: Yeah. And I... Though I was not around back in the early part of 2017, I was able to be in town for the first game at Clinton Gym after they rebuilt. Yeah. And that was a powerful moment. Yeah. That was very powerful. So, to kind of put a bow on it, uh, we've been talking all things baseball uh, across the years with William Carey because that event of groundbreaking the new baseball and softball fieldhouse. Uh, will occur at Milton Wheeler Field on July 20th. That will happen at 2.30 in the afternoon. We we'll hope you'll be able to join uh, William Carey and all the supporters out there because that is going to be a, a terrific time, not just a ground break, but also to commemorate Coach Hallford and his 1,300 career wins and also the World Series team. Uh, final things for you, we continue the countdown to the upcoming sporting seasons. Volleyball is 22 days away from beginning their season on august 8th soccer meanwhile is 33 days from beginning on august 19th that's both men and women men's basketball a little bit longer of a way have 103 days left until their season begins on october 28th and then women's basketball has to wait just a little bit longer they are 108 days away from the 2023 season beginning. I had a great conversation with Coach Garriga, the assistant for William Carey uh, Women's Basketball, on last week's episode. So uh, if you missed that one, you can catch it in podcast form on Google Podcast, Spotify, uh, Audible, Stitcher, all those things. Uh, if you are listening to this in podcast form, you already know what you're doing. You just scroll down one more level, and you're right there at last week's episode. So it uh, been a good show today, guys. I really enjoyed getting to talk to those different players.
3: What time is ceremonial dirt tossing on
1: Thursday? <laughs> Talking about last week's episode. <laughs> the, the ceremonial dirt tossing with the, the gold-plated shovels will be at 2.30 on Thursday okay. afternoon. 2.30. 2.30. Don't miss it, everyone. That is going to be great. For our entire crew that helped pull this off, for Will Tony, Josh West, for Dave Bush, and Tyler James who joined us earlier, I'm Caleb Hamill. Thank you all that are listening out there for supporting Crusader Talk. It's people like you that we do the show for and we could not do it without your listenership and support. So thanks again. Until next time, good night and go saters.